Hello, my name's Charlie and welcome to the University of York's Placements Podcast. Now in this third episode, we're going to focus on resilience and particularly resilience around continuing with your placement search after Christmas. So I spoke to three different people to get some perspectives on this. So first of all, you'll hear from Grace, who's an English student who's currently on placement at Unilever in their communications and sustainability team, and she'll talk to you about her placement journey. Then I spoke to Lizzie Brock. Now, Lizzie works at Rate My Placement. She's a marketing director there, and she'll talk to you about how the labour market changes throughout the year and why you should carry on searching for placements. And then finally, you'll hear from Susie and Sarah, who are both wellbeing officers at the university, and they'll give you some top tips around maintaining your wellbeing and, and resilience during spring term. I hope you enjoy the listen. Okay, hi Grace, nice to see you. Um, Thanks for taking the time to chat to us today. Do you want to tell us a bit about your journey to securing a placement last year? What did that look like? Yeah, of course. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, So I didn't have an idea about doing a placement in my first year and it was over the summer before second year that um, I really felt motivated to do one. And I guess the main reason behind that was I felt like having one year's worth of experience in a company would be really rewarding and would be, um, yeah, really useful for my future career um, more than, I guess, being summer for a week or for the summer, you know, seeing it through um, different seasons. And um, so I... When I came back in September, I started um, looking through vacancies on Handshake and on Rate My Placement. And um, the placement that I'm doing now, applications opened in December and um, they were only open for a week. So I remember um, finishing and sending it off on Christmas Eve. And then in January of next year, I think it was the end of the month, um, an invite for uh a digital interview and then after I completed that um, the invite for the assessment centre came through in at the end of March and then I did that in April and I got my offer kind of mid-April just um, I think just at the start of the Easter holidays and um, yeah I think I remember um, at first feeling you know um quite motivated and feeling like oh this isn't I I don't think that this will be that challenging and um yeah not feeling too phased by the whole process and then um I think around December time I did start to get a little bit more worried because um the one the placement I really wanted it kind of took some time for applications to open and I wanted to be in a better position by Christmas break and um, I remember feeling a bit disappointed then but um, once you know once I had the um, digital interview come through in January again I felt more motivated and um, I think definitely my mood went up and down based on where I was in the application process and where um, that validation was coming from I guess Um, and one of the ways I I guess maintained like a good um, mindset throughout that was um, taking stock each week and um, seeing you know what have I done this week that will actually help me at the end um, in the final interview at the assessment center Um, what are the small things that I could talk about in my interview and um, 
yeah, that definitely was helpful to maintain a more steady um, mindset rather than be guided by, you know, where I am in the process, because obviously I can't control that. I can only control what I can do. Mm-hmm. And did you make use of help along the way? Yeah, so um, there was a session run by the Careers um, Centre where um, they invited everyone who was applying for placements to come for, I guess, mock interviews. And we all um, did it together. And that was really helpful. So we were in groups of like three or four with um, the advisors and we did an interview and I think what's helpful there was I wasn't really nervous because it was people you know like myself and then you know it it was a safe space and um, it was nice to see how everyone approaches it differently and I really did learn a lot I think my style is more I think I had the structure down but I wasn't really showing my personality as much as some other people and I learned that by seeing how you know other people maybe were smiling a bit more and came across more um, enthusiastic than I was and I learned how to use that in my um, final role and then yeah it's also just affirming to get positive feedback rather than just sit by yourself and I guess watch videos and practice yourself you know you don't get that direct um, positive encouragement that you get from engaging with other people yeah definitely and um, that's great you found that session useful and did you find that you had to be resilient throughout the process and did you learn anything about resilience on that journey yeah so um I think one of the things that surprised me was how much I learned during the process um I think I was expecting more I guess that the actual placement year would be you know the learning curve and not the year before but yeah no definitely um I think one of the things that I learned about resilience was that it's it's not something that I guess you decide one day, you know, you're going to be resilient and that's it. It's something you have to keep um, working at and keep maintaining. And I guess what helped was, um, especially during the time we had last year with um, lockdowns and everything, was um, kind of keeping in perspective that I only need you know one um acceptance or one um placement to come through and that even if things aren't going as fast as I want to or if I'm not getting um if I'm getting rejected it's okay because I only need that one thing to come through and even if I get like multiple um ones that doesn't put me in a better position than if I only had that one that I wanted come through and um yeah I think like I was saying before taking stock each week and um seeing that you know I have made progress helped in the long run even if it was only small gains I think yeah I think that is what I learned that resilience isn't you know just something you decide and that's it you have to keep working on it but then it if you do that every week um it gets easier in the long run and then I think over that you know how how many have a month period um it helped toward the end when I was waiting for my assessment center everything I did earlier on um yeah great great okay and and just to finish off are you enjoying your placement how's it going yeah no I'm really enjoying it um I think 
I was so I guess I was so consumed by getting one I didn't really think about what I would do during it as much and um, I'm really glad that I've you know applied for the one that I got I guess I think um, yeah be really discerning to the ones you apply for um, and only apply for the ones you're motivated for because then when you're doing it you know you're motivated and you're working well and um, I think it's made me realize what I like doing and what I don't like doing um, and it's been really exciting working on um, big campaigns like COP26 um, again I really wasn't expecting as an IP to have that kind of um, responsibility. get an employer's inside track on how students can be resilient in their placement search, I caught up with Lizzie Brock, Marketing Director at Rate My Placement. Lizzie, um, how are you and how are things going at Rate My Placement? Hello, lovely to be here. Yes, um, it's been a bit of a, a roller coaster over the last few months at Rate My Placement. We have had lots and lots of students looking for placements and internships and we have run uh, lots of virtual events. So yeah, with the world kind of opening up after um, after COVID or, or kind of during this time, uh, it's just us doing as much as we can to support students. So yeah, busy, busy, but all, all very good, thank you. Excellent. We'll maybe get into that in a bit more detail in a moment. So this podcast today is all about resilience. Um, but before we have a chat about that, um, do you want to tell us a bit about you and your career journey so far and, and what's what a bit about RMP as well? Yeah, of course. So, yes, I'm Lizzie. Um, I, I actually started my journey. I did a placement myself back in 2007. And I actually went to Aston University uh, and placements were uh, very, very big at Aston, which very thankful for now. And uh, yeah, I went to IBM and I worked in the marketing team. So uh, if yeah, anything like myself, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And uh, that was a brilliant year for me to kind of work for a global company, understand kind of all the different things that go into working. Before that, you just didn't really know. So let's go back to that theme of resilience. What does resilience mean to you, Lizzie? What, what, what pops into your head when we talk about that? Yeah, great question. I think uh, it's always a big question because resilience is something that um, it's, it's in you. It's how you are re uh, reacting to resilience. So for me, resilience is just about if you're, if you're knocked down, when things, you know, life is hard, things will happen. You know, those applications that you put in, you might not get them. But resilience is about not just stopping there. It's about going, right, how am I going to how am I going to go forward? How am I going to pick myself up and think about, OK, what have I learned? What have I learned from that experience and how can I take that forward? So resilience to me is just, yeah, it's about thinking of what what have I learned? How am I going to go forward? And ultimately, um, how am I going to make sure that drives me forward as well? Um, so yeah, hopefully that that helps explain it. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, and focusing on and, and honing in on that goal that you'd probably set at the start of the year of, of getting a placement. So it can be really hard uh, for students when they put lots of effort into applications during the autumn term, and then perhaps they've found out that they've ultimately been unsuccessful. How do you think students can learn from unsuccessful applications or failed interviews? Mm, yeah, great question. And um, I think there's always going to be things that you're going to learn. Like even if you 
even if you get through things, there are still things that you should reflect on and learn about because life is one big learning opportunity. So I think I'll probably start there. And I think if you're, if there's something that you have not um, got, you know, you've not succeeded in, then that is the opportunity to go back and understand and say, right, what is it? What is it that I have gone through? What have I learned? Um, and I think in terms of doing that, don't be afraid to ask. Like the most important thing is you taking that time to stop, to think and reflect. And if you don't do that and you just keep moving on, then I think that's the bit that, you know, you're, you're missing an opportunity and you're missing a chance to actually look at something and, and improve it. So I would say that uh, fate works in mysterious ways as well. I'd always, always start there. And if you're, you know, it is gutting if you can't get through and you don't get that application that you want. But it's all about how you turn that negative into a positive. And then you think about uh, a big thing is being organized as well. And actually a very simple thing is in a spreadsheet, writing down <laughs> what are the ones that you've done. And if you haven't got through them, then literally writing down the feedback and having it all in one place. So then you've got your kind of documentary about, OK, here are some things that I clearly haven't done. So how can I work towards them? And, and actually that helps sometimes with seeing a pattern and, and it might help you then really focus in on a few things that uh, that you can you know improve. Um. <laughs> and obviously you're working with lots of employers and lots of students are using um, your website all the time. Do you find that it's quite normal for students to receive rejections or several rejections in their placement journey? Yeah, of course, of course it is. It, it's hard. It is hard. You're trying to get a job and you're, you know, sometimes you haven't had a lot of experience in how best to do it. So you're, you're trying to learn the ways of, uh, you know, pulling together application forms. And, you know, so it is the first time sometimes that you're doing this. And, and, and that's the thing. Don't be too hard on yourself because you are trying and you're doing everything you can. And um, employers know this as well. They're, they're aware that you're, you know, you're not the finished article that often they're looking for the potential in you. So with with employers, they they are getting a lot of applications. So, you know, you're not the only one. There's a lot of students that go for these jobs. So you're you're all together in this in this kind of uh, adventure, as I call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and, you know, it is especially in these times at the moment that a lot of employers are looking for amazing talent. And what I'd say is, you know, each and every one of you is an amazing person. So if, you know, someone's got to get these jobs, so you have to be in it to win it. Um, and if you don't get that one with that company, then, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get another one with another company. Mm. So mm. I would always just use that to try and, uh, you know, make sure that you don't get disheartened because there, there is, there's something out there for you, mm. but you just have to, yeah, just have to kind of keep putting the effort in and not giving up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge market. So, so just thinking about that, um, Lizzie, do you still see new opportunities, uh, new employers coming to you with placements after Christmas to advertise and rate my placement? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have, um, we actually have a, in January, we have one of our highest months of traffic. So um, yeah, you're, you're not alone. If you come back after Christmas and you're feeling, oh gosh, can I get one? You absolutely can. Employers are... Um, they've still got we've still got loads and loads of jobs up on the website we have something like seven to eight hundred um, job roles live 
but then they like for example pwc they'll have a job role but then they'll be taking you know hundreds and hundreds of placement students um, from that job role so i would have a really really good look on the website um and and see the types of companies that are are on their recruiting um, we actually have a big day called deadline day which is always the 31st of january and we try and make it a bit of bit of fun in a sense you know to, to try and make sure students are aware that this is a big day that a lot of employers that's when a lot of deadlines finish um so there's, there's always going to be jobs live so we always even after deadline day that we call it when a lot of jobs fall off the website we always have new employers that are coming to us to say you know what we'd really love a student to come and join us so so don't fear but i would just say if you can if you're listening to this in jan get on the website now, you know, have a little look, see what's out there and not just look at the job roles, but look at the reviews. So rate my placement, as I mentioned at the beginning, the reason why it's called rate my placement is it started life as students rating their placements. So the co-founders, they did their own placements and they thought, God, wouldn't it be amazing if I, if I had someone that I, you know, if I had a review from someone else that I could read and really make sure this was the right placement for me. So that's the whole purpose of the website to help inform and, and, and educate you. So have a good look at those reviews and really get a sense of, is this something that I'd like to do? Because ultimately that will really help fine tune the, the kind of employers and, and the roles that you're interested in. Fantastic. And, and deadline day, I didn't know about that. It makes it sound like uh, the, the, the Premier League, right? So 31st of Jan, get on there before then and you'll find lots of opportunities. That, that's great to hear. Well, it's been great to chat to you today, Lizzie. Thanks for your time. And um, you know, hopefully students will go on Rate My Placement now after Christmas. Reminder that, that the, lots of placements in Jan and the, and the deadline day. Um, there's still plenty of opportunity. So um, good to chat to you and um, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Good luck, everyone. Finally, I caught up with Susie and Sarah from the University of York's own wellbeing team to get some top tips and advice on how you can stay resilient during spring term. Yeah, hello there. I'm Sarah Connold and I'm one of the student wellbeing officers. We work with students around all of the challenges that you can face during your time at university. Thanks, Sarah. And I'm, I'm Susie Gridley, and, and I work with Sarah in the wellbeing team as well. So between us, we've put together a few tips um, to help you get through what can be a really busy term um, where you've got both the placement applications that you've decided to do, but also need to keep up with your academic work. And the first tip um, is quite simply to plan. Um, Get hold of a calendar and start by putting in all the things that you know you cannot change. So that's your assignment deadlines, application deadlines, as well as the lectures, seminars and, and other commitments that you have. It really helps to make this information visual and then plan what you need to do and when in order to hit all of those deadlines and not let yourself down by getting surprised by a deadline that suddenly looms up and doing an application that is nowhere near as good as it could have been if you had given yourself enough time. So that's tip number one. Susie. So, so my second tip um, is about giving yourself uh, permission to do things that you enjoy um, and to look after yourself. 
So when you're doing your planning, um, it's really important to schedule in time for you, not just for your studies, but for things that you enjoy. And um, when we get overstretched and busy, one of the first things that we tend to sacrifice is our self-care. You know, we, we stop eating properly. We work all hours of the night. We stop going out. Um, but actually doing these things um, can, is really important in terms of being able to cope with the stresses and challenges that you might be facing. So try and think um, of something that you really enjoy and see if you can build it into your schedule. Um, maybe have it as a reward after you've completed a task or met a deadline. Um, and also th remember that by doing these things, you're actually going to be enhancing your productivity. There's that feeling that if you work 18 hours a day, you're going to be getting the best results. But the truth is you're much more likely to be productive if you make time in your day to sleep, to eat regularly, um, to do some exercise and to do something that helps you relax. Yeah, great tip, Susie. So plan to work, but also plan to relax and plan to take care of yourself. Even so, it can all get on top of us at times and we can feel completely overwhelmed and just not knowing where to start. If you reach that position, a great tip is to use the brain dump exercise. Here, take um, some individual post-it notes and on each post-it note, write down your thoughts, your to-do items, the things that are putting pressure on you. Look at each one and just ask yourself, can I control this? If the answer is no, turn the post-it over and ask yourself, can I do anything to improve or change this? If you can, just write down that positive action. But if you can neither control nor change what you have written, scrunch it up, throw it away and forget about it. What you're left with then is all the thoughts and tasks that you actually can control, you actually can do something about, and it's something positive to work towards. You're turning a load of negatives into positives and you're getting rid of all the stuff in your head that you can't do anything about. Uh, Susie, because you've got something to add to that, haven't you? Yeah, no, I think writing things down um, is such a useful way of um, getting things out of your head and beginning to make sense of things. Um, it's really important. Um, my fourth tip is um, another way of doing that, which is about talking. Talking, um, you know, if you're feeling a bit stuck, if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or stressed, then talking things through with someone um, can make a real difference. You know, it doesn't have to be that you're getting help from somebody else. It can just be that actual process of talking things out and trying to make sense of things. Um, and I really encourage anyone who's feeling a little bit stuck um, to get in touch with um you, we've got a couple of, of people in the department. So you've got your placements coordinator and you've got us as wellbeing officers. Um, so please just reach out to us, um, make an appointment and um, we can be there to just sort of listen and, and sort of help and guide you through what's going on so that, um, you know, you can do your very best. Yeah. So that's four simple tips. Plan to work, plan to take care of yourself. Um, mind dump when it all gets a bit much and um, come and talk to us. We'd, we'd love to see you and we're there to help. Um, so that's the wellbeing input. Charlie. Thanks for listening to the University of York Placements podcast. If you'd like more information on our year in industry or placement year options at the university, then please visit careers and placement pages of the university website or get in touch with your placements coordinator.